the future of the business world is going to be all about developing relationships and caring about one another. This is Stay Paid, the marketing podcast that gives listeners a competitive edge to stay motivated, find inspiration, and discover proven real-world tactics from some of the best marketers across the nation. This podcast is brought to you by Reminder Media, the company that keeps the lights on in our studio, including our Take Action sign behind us. Luke and I have worked together over the last 20 years to help small business owners stay top of mind with a mission to help them generate more repeat and referral business. We help business owners with everything from lead generation, print marketing, social media content, geographic farming, and more. We've had the opportunity to help over 100,000 entrepreneurs over the last 20 years. It's really been amazing. If you'd like to see how we can help you and your business, be sure to check out ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidMarketing. That's ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidMarketing. Take action on that today. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Akery. Before we bring on our guest today, we'd love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're not already subscribed, while you're there, drop us a review. Let us know how we're doing. We'll share it here on the show. Our guest today is Allison Lewis. Allison worked in the financial services industries for 31 years and is the author of five books. Her books have been translated into four languages wow. and have sold more than 130,000 copies Woo. with her YouTube channel having more than 2.1 million minutes watched. She's a globally recognized author and speaker. Her clients include Kellogg's, Morgan Stanley, Northern Trust, and the FBI. Wow. Watch out. Allison, welcome to Stay Paid. Thanks for being here. Hey guys, I'm glad to be here. It's an awesome opportunity to share a message with the people that you love and serve. Yeah, Allison, I'm really excited to have you on the show. I got the chance to talk to you. It's been months now, but Andrew, our VP of corporate sales, which you had mentioned is like one of the greatest salesmen in the world. He really is. He's, <laughs> he's so good at relationship building. He had connected us and um, just super enjoyed listening to your journey, your story, and all that you have you know, accomplished. And it's hard to believe. I mean, you're not a day over 31 and you have, what is it, 31 years of experience. It's amazing. But no, uh, we were joking about that. That's an inside joke for everybody listening. But I would love for you to share with the audience just a little bit of your journey, because I know you were super successful in the financial arena, but now you have ventured into really educating and coaching and, and bringing a platform to the industry of, for education. I'd love for you to share your story with the audience. Well, you know, financial services, I know, is a huge part of your listenership. And I was hired at the age of 21, received my Series 7 um, early, and jumped right into a big, big career with the financial services industry. So I've had 31 years of experience, ended up in the top 11% in sales nationwide at Morgan Stanley in a town of $46,000 with two people on my team. And I think what has to happen is that people have to at some point look deep inside of themselves and say, I'm all in or I'm all in. So Mm. those are our choices when it comes to being in sales. Yeah, and that, that's so good. I'm all in. Whatever it takes mentality. I heard uh, Alex Hermosi, he's pretty popular right now content-wise. He, he's kind of a serial entrepreneur. But he said about this kind of all-in mentality, he said one thing that changed his life is he was listening to a speaker one time, and the speaker talked about it's not about doing what you want, it's about doing what's required. And so every day where he wakes up and he has to go and do something in his business or, you know, he's not feeling it or whatever, he goes, Alex, it's about doing what's required, not about how you feel, not about what you want. Mm. And I love that. It kind of goes right along with what you're saying. You got to be all in. You got to do what's required if you want to be successful and be all in. So talk about 
a little bit of your journey of, okay, you make it to top 11% in Morgan Stanley. Where did life take you from there? Well, it's a great story. I was um, 43 years old. I woke up one day. I was incredibly successful, but I didn't feel like life was mattering like I thought it could. I wanted more out of life. You know, I was doing a great job. I liked my work, but I felt like there was so much more out there. And I realized that 43, there was a line in the sand. And I think we all hit that tipping point. And so I decided to take one step forward into a journey of understanding how I could use my time, my talents, and my purpose to go to an entirely new level in my career. You know, with COVID, I've seen a ton of people say, you know, this is where I was. COVID took me here. I don't want people coming back here. I want people to understand that there is so much more with mindset, with productivity, with purpose, with health, with mental health, that we can experience things that we've never experienced. There's an opportunity right now to do some really simple things, to put disciplines back into your life that can change your life. And of course, our brand at The 7-Minute Life is we believe you can do those things in just seven minutes a day. So there's the secret sauce. Mm. Well, tell like there is like a mental health crisis going on. And I'm not qualified to talk about it, but I've, I've heard a lot of uh, like people talking about like the rate of suicide in young girls today, the rate of young people and the depression and the anxiety that they feel. And it's just like, I mean, talk about a pandemic. It's literally like a, a pandemic um, that is is happening across young people. And it, I'm curious, like this seven-minute life, can you break down what that means and how that can help you in your mental health and your, your physical health and ultimately your whole area of life? Absolutely. You know, life is a series of choices. And we all do things that we feel like can move us forward. You know, we take the classes. We learn how to do our jobs, but we don't learn how to invest in our own lives. Hmm. You know, I was listening to one of your podcasts where people have hired a coach. You need a coach in ways that can take you through the entire spectrum. We cannot separate our work from who we are. And I think sometimes we do more training in our work than we do the hard work and understanding what do I really want out of life? What do I really value? What's most important to me? And so what I see when it comes from time management work is that people tend to leave themselves out. Hmm. You know, they don't focus on exercise, on laughing out loud. Hmm. They do the work, but their work-life balance is just not there. So what people are looking for, I think, in a mental health standpoint is how can I bring the whole me the heart, body, mind, and soul. How can I take the minutes of my day and the skills that I need, how can I do that and partner up with people that truly care about me? The future of the business world is going to be all about developing relationships and caring about one another. And we have to let people know over and over again that we're real people. You know, we are real people. We care about them. The mental health crisis in America, part of it stems from the fact that people aren't engaged at work. Hmm. And a new Gallup poll, new, brand new, said that 19% of the workforce is miserable. That's the word. 
miserable mm. in their work. So how can we re-engage those people? That's what we do. Yeah, that I mean, it tells you, like, if you're like a business owner, right, and you have people right now, I mean, those 19% of people, they're working against you even at that point. It is like critical, a necessity for you yeah. to engage them because if they're miserable, they're definitely not helping you move the business forward. So in the seven minutes, kind of like, what does that mean? Like seven minutes, you can change your life around. Um, like, what does that actually mean, though? Okay, so let me explain the concept. There are 24 hours in a day. That is all we have. Sometimes we think we have 28 or 29, but we got 24 hours. If you break that into minutes, we have 1,440 minutes. I'm teaching people to take 1% of their time, which is 14 minutes a day, seven minutes in the morning to do five things, and then seven minutes in the evening to kind of deconstruct, what did I do right? What could I learn from today? What am I most grateful for? But it's those seven minutes in the morning. That's the critical part. I think you can take 1% of your day to leverage and geometrically improve the 99% of the time that you spend living. So if you want to know what to do in those seven minutes, I'd love to share that with your audience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I want to know. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Okay, there are five words, and I hope people take notes with these things. These five words that I do every morning have changed my life. The words are think, clarify, plan, prioritize, and choose. And let me walk you through those. People have lost the ability to think. Thinking is a big word. Imagine if you could step out of the noise every moment, every Mm. morning, and think about what do I really want out of life? I mean, truly feel like we have the ability to autonomously say, this is what I want. If this is where we are, I think people have forgotten how to dream. You know, really, we don't teach kids how to say, I want to thrive in life. We don't teach kids how to set goals that drive them forward. Mm, So the first thing I'm teaching is to, to teach people how to think. Thinking is imagining, dreaming, coming up with. It's like it's not scrolling through Instagram. (laughs) It's not scrolling through Instagram. Well, and and you see as kids, you have such an imagination as kids. Like I'm watching my two year old daughter play with her stuffed animals. And it's just like, I mean, the creativity, the the just freedom there and life beats the creativity out of you. It like literally kicks. Yeah, it kicks you into a box to be just like everybody else and to be in the matrix, basically. So thinking is basically teaching people to think outside the box, to actually think about their purpose, where they want to go, what they want to achieve. Okay. And not just that, but also what's going to make your revenue? Mm. You know, what's going to make your business grow? Being very intentional about how am I going to use my time today? We see a lot of people that come in and it's like a buzzer goes off and they go full force into their day reacting to what other comes through them. So that's not thinking about your day. They let life come at them. Yeah, super reactive. Super reactive. Second thing is the big word is clarify. Love that, yeah. You know, creating that North Star, that driving factor that here's what I really want to do and putting it into words, writing it down, just taking seven minutes, you know, to clarify, here's who I am. These are my gifts. These are my talents. This is the mindset I need. Creating a clear path for a day, it'll change your life. Mm. You know, 
when I can look out at the end of the day and say, this is what I want to do. These are the lives I want to touch. This is how I want to share compassion and kindness. Business just comes alongside of you. And when you're doing the right things and you've clarified it and you have the processes in place, your business is going to skyrocket. It's interesting. It's like uh, what always comes to my mind with clarity. It's, it's for people, it's, you can't hit a target if you don't know where the target is. And so often in life, like we set out to, and we have these kind of amorphous ideas. I want to be successful, but what does success look like? What does it actually mean? Where is it? What is that? And you might not know exactly what success looks like, but you can break it down to have targets that you're aiming for. You're much more likely to hit a target that you know exists and you're aiming at than one that you don't even know exists. So... I completely, in fact, when the space shuttle takes off, it is never on target, but the space space shuttle is smart enough to continually recalibrate. Mm. We got to do that. We got to think every day, what can I recalibrate? What can I learn? What can I do just a little differently? So are you excited, Luke? (laughs) Are you excited, Josh? Josh, come on, man. Get some energy. I'm excited. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm ready. I want to hear number three. We got think first. Then you got to clarify those thoughts. And what was number three again? Number three is create a plan. Oh, to take you action. Know, you got to take action. And so look how hard this is. People need a daily planner and a pen. <laughs> I mean, you need to be able to create a plan from the moment you wake up that says, here are the really important things. We don't have time to do a thousand things. And so at the seven minute life, we ask you to take seven minutes, brainstorm everything you could do. Mm -hmm. Prioritize those in order of importance and then choose the five most important tasks that you'll choose to complete before 11 o'clock. We call that our five before 11 list. Okay. If your listeners will focus on accomplishing just five things a day for the next seven days, five really important things. A week from now, they'll accomplish 35 high-value tasks, mm. moving them forward towards goals that they've clarified. That's so it's amazing. It takes so much discipline, though, Yeah, uh, to, to knock out the stuff in the morning, and especially the, the five things that are probably the hardest, most important things to do. <laughs> it does. But, you know, you start imagining if we can make simple disciplines and begin to create these new habits, when you're looking at doing five things for a week, that's great. But the seven minute life is actually built on a 90 day platform. You know, I believe that that's kind of how seasons work, winter, spring, summer, fall. If you were to implement these tiny concepts of accomplishing five high value things for the next 90 days, 450 high value tasks moving you forward, not just at work, but choosing to put things into your day for your mental health, for your own life, for your happiness. Mm. You know, five before 11 means taking care of yourself and doing things that matter. And when we do things that matter, life becomes more meaningful. Yeah, it's so good. Um, I can drive home that just from, I'm doing this uh, thing called 75 hard. It's 75 days. got five days left, right? I got five days left. 75 days of two exercises a day. One has to be outside, a gallon of water, 10 pages of reading, no alcohol, a diet, and and you have to do a progress pick and stuff. But it's like I'm, I'm 70 days in and I realize like, 
The power of consistency in doing something every single day is unmatched. The laziness of humans, myself included, to realize like what this has taught me beyond anything is that Luke, of all people, you are you would consider yourself to be consistent. Not until you do something like a 75 hard do you realize what consistency really is. (laughs) That is true consistency. Like going to the gym three days a week, I'm very proud of people for doing that. But that ain't consistency. Like doing something every single day, regardless of rain, shine, how you feel, sick, healthy, it doesn't matter. Like that is consistency. Apply that not to just obviously you're working out. Apply that to your phone calls you're making for prospecting, that what you're doing for your actual mental health, what you're doing for your actual relationships, like every single day. Imagine, just think about your your marriage or your significant other right now in your relationship. If you, for 75 days, Put down on paper some goal and and make it 90, like you're saying, Allison, 90 days where you do something to put them first every single day that would improve their life. Think about how amazing your relationship will be after that 90 days. Mm -hmm. It would just be crazy, the transformation that you would have. But most of us don't do it. Why is it like, why is it that, like, how do you get in your life? Because you top 11%, you've built this whole platform, sold so many books on this seven minute life type idea. How do you get people to actually do it? Because it sounds great in theory, but how do you get people to actually do it? I was talking to one of the largest producers at a mortgage company yesterday. And she said, Allison, every morning I wake up and brush my teeth. I don't have to decide to brush my teeth. I just wake up and brush my teeth. But I see my team members waking up and deciding, am I going to work today or not? Mm. And so I was like blown away by that. I think we have to come in with the decisions already made. You know, we can't wake up every day and say, is today going to be a good day to sell? Is today going to be a good day to get out there and prospect? That decision needed to be made the day you were hired. And I think when we come in with that mentality that we got to go old school, we got to pick up the phone. We've got to create real relationships. We have to be out there reminding people, that's kind of funny, but that we're here for them. You know, there should not be a decision. When you signed up for that 75 days, the decision was made. Yes. Yep, exactly. In life, we got to take the decision to work out of the equation. If people are not waking up every day already working, we have problems. That's one of the things that's a key element. It's a mindset. It happens in a moment. There is no decision. We got to wake up and be excited to be there. That's so true. My dad used to tell me when it was around high school age. So my dad's a pastor. Most of the audience knows that, right? So one of the things he would tell me about like um, falling into the trap of, you know, peer pressure and whether it's the classic, like uh, going with the wrong crowd and doing nefarious things and stuff like that. He would say, Luke, don't you can't ever let yourself decide in the moment. You have to decide mm-hmm. today, are you going to be mm. a person that runs away from that temptation, that doesn't give in to peer pressure? You can't wait for the moment to make the decision of who you're going to be. Mm. Because in the moment, you can easily fall. But if you've already made the decision that I'm going to be this person, no matter what comes or goes, then when the peer pressure comes on, the temptation comes on or whatever, it's easier to withstand and you can run from it. You can get away from it because you've already decided. And it goes exactly in line. He was more uh, talking from like a temptation standpoint, spiritual standpoint, but it's exactly in line with what you're saying, even in the business world of you got to make the decision today. Who are you going to be? 
and decide what's your business going to be. Yeah, and what's your business going to be, and then decide. I'll drive this point of what you're talking about, all these points uh, home. I listened to a guy named Dr. Joe Dispenza. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but powerful stuff on the neuro side of the brain and how psychology and your brain works. And he talks about how there's the subconscious mind and the conscious mind. And I've never thought about it this way when it comes to thinking in the morning or meditating to tap into what you're saying. 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day, your brain is executing and it's really the subconscious mind. Has Have you ever experienced driving to work and you don't even remember driving there? <laughs> Everybody has gone through that experience. What happened? You formed a habit. Your subconscious mind knows that route so much that you literally drive it without even thinking about it. And he uses that point of the driving to work to say you have literally 95% of your routine, you do every single day the same thing, brushing your teeth, getting out of the bed the same way, getting your coffee the same way, going through your day the same way. It's all the subconscious mind. It is programmed into you. And he said the only way to go from the subconscious mind to the conscious mind where decisions can actually be made to make change in your life is to sit there and actually think, to meditate, (laughs) to get quiet. So so you're spot on with your whole, even on the neuro side of the brain of going, hey, guys, 95% of your day right now is programmed. You've programmed it. It's just a habit you formed that you don't even know you're doing anymore. To break the habits that actually ultimately give you the results of what you have in life, you got to sit there and actually think where am I? What am I doing? What am I trying to accomplish? And why? And what is holding me back? And that takes the deep subconscious mind that you just constantly do, brings it to the forefront to where you can actually make change on it. I love that. You're dead on. Yeah, You're dead on. So here's where we have to take that. I'm big into neuroscience. You know, all of the things that we put into our lives become who we are. You know, the words we hear, the things we learn, the the thoughts we have, they become our reality. So when we're talking about going full circle with our life, with a planner, with an ink pen, we're talking about thinking, clarifying, planning, prioritizing. Mm. The last part of this is has to be conscious. The last word is choose. Yes. You know. At the end of the seven minutes, I've got a plan of action. I've thought about what I'm grateful for. I've seen a vision of what today could be like. But then as a human, I have to either choose to do it or not do it. Mm. And in order to do it, that's where the neuroscience has to come because people have not had access to learning the education of taking seven minutes. This is new to your audience. It's not going to be something you can hear and do. You have to learn how to create the disciplines. We see a lot of people in what we call cow paths. I live in Arkansas. People have thousands of acres, but when they go back to the barn, they go the same path every day. That's what we do. We use these default behaviors because it's familiar. We wake up late. We have no plan. We believe it's okay to be unhappy. I want to say no. We can create new assumptions, new mindsets. And if people will take the time to learn some tiny, tiny disciplines, it'll forever Mm. change their life. 
Are you a new agent eager to make a great first impression? Instead of leading with a business card at your next open house or listing presentation, hand out a copy of your very own personally branded magazine. For less than the price of a fancy Starbucks drink, you can be the proud owner of a beautifully designed 48-page coffee table publication branded with your image and contact information in six key places. Between the covers are evergreen articles and recipes your clients will love and includes two tear-out cards in each magazine that are great for sharing. You tell us who's more likely to stand out from the competition, an agent with a business card or one with their own magazine. To request a free sample, visit ReminderMedia.com slash agent. That's ReminderMedia.com slash agent. Take action on this today. Talk about the seven minutes at the end of the day. You said 14 minutes a day, right? Seven minutes in the beginning, the steps that you just outlined. Are the seven minutes at the end similar or is it different? It's different. We have a morning routine and an evening routine. People need something they can do. You know, initially people think, oh, I'm a motivational speaker and I hope I get people's heart pounding and get them excited. But what we really need are tangible tools. So in the morning, you go through that process of thinking, you know, clarifying, planning, prioritizing and choosing. It's at the end of the day that we learn. We were talking about the space shuttle recalibrating. It's able to recalibrate because it knows the target. Mm -hmm. But it still has to have the functionality to know where it needs to recalibrate toward. Mm. At the end of the day, we teach people to do an internal gut check. How did I feel today? That same thing. Was I mentally strong? If there were things that were bothering me, am I going to let it continue to bother me or am I going to take some action? So to take a gut check. The second part is to do a task evaluation. Did I do what I said I was going to do? I'm still in business. You know, if I don't do the work, my kids may lose their house. Mm. I mean, things are, we got to put it into perspective. I need to work. So did I do the work? The next thing is, what did I observe about my habits? Could I learn anything? What could I do differently? And probably the biggest thing is, what am I most grateful for? Did today matter? What did I do really well? And then the last thing is, can I envision a tomorrow that's bigger than today? Love that. Can I dream it? Can I taste it? Can I smell it? Because when, back to the brain, what we see, think, believe, that's what we become. Mm. Now, it's so good, and it's spot on. It's like when you look at like your life, the biggest problem people have is they're like literally a leaf in the wind. The wind, mm-hmm. life just takes them and blows them in every direction, and they never actually stop and try to control their life. And what people don't understand is like discipline equals freedom. I think it was Jocko that said that, the guy who wrote the book Extreme Ownership. When you apply discipline to your life, you actually bring freedom to your life because you get not only your time back because you're more productive, but you can control. You get in front of your day versus being reactive to your day. And it's so difficult for people because we naturally as human beings want to eat candy all day. We want to eat (laughs) chips all day. We want to eat the deep fried. Trust me, I want to. We don't want to eat the broccoli. I would love a bag of chips. Yeah, we we don't want to eat the... The healthy things for us. I don't know why that is. I'm going to ask God when I get to heaven because uh, I'm a person of faith. It's like, why is it that, you know, it was created that way? Obviously, there's, you know, reasons for that. But, um, you know, what I tell people is that it really comes down to, you know why you lack discipline? Because you lack purpose. And you can never get discipline in your life till you have purpose sorted out in your life. 
And, you know, so I tell people, it's like, you might hear it from the people like Simon Sinek, like the why, what's your why? But you will never implement this seven minute life, this 14 minutes, that seven minutes at the front and seven minutes at the end until you have a purpose and a reason to do it. Mm. And this is why kids are so powerful for people when they have kids, all of a sudden at their life, there's articles written that as business owners, you want your people to have kids because it locks them down from a responsibility (laughs) standpoint. It creates purpose in their life. You want them to buy a home because it creates obligation, responsibility. I mean, if you think the fundamentals of society, you have to have a purpose. And if you are not being able to implement the discipline of the seven minutes a day or something like that, you, you need to first go to the purpose of like, what, what are you even doing? What, why do you exist? What's the reason you exist? What's the thing that you want to accomplish? What's the impact you want to leave on this world? And Tony Robbins and Ed Milet, two great motivational speakers that I'm sure you know about, they talk about, they coach past presidents, movie stars, richest people in the world. And the number one they see thing they see in unhappy people is that these unhappy people do not have any give back portion of their life. Mm. They don't have any portion of their life that transcends what they are accomplishing to give back to humanity and society, which IE is a greater purpose than you. And the thing they implement right away is, hey, I'm going to get you to give back. I'm going to get you to give back something that's outside yourself, something that's different than yourself. That teaches me if they're doing that for high, high level people and they realize Mm -hmm. that's a fundamental thing, it teaches me that if you aren't getting these seven minutes a day, if you're not able to implement some discipline in your life, it's because you're lacking purpose and you lack purpose because everything in life is about you. If you want true purpose, you got to have a life that's greater than just you and you got to find what that is for yourself. Okay, so you couldn't have led up to a a better way for me to tell a story that has changed my life. You know, I think what people want is they want to be different tomorrow than they are today. So I'm going to throw a new word out. If it's okay, I'm going to throw the word out. Eudaimonic. Eudaimonic. Eudaimonic happiness. Hmm. Eudaimonic. And eudaimonic happiness was first discussed by Aristotle in 400 BC. And he had this theory that for people to truly be happy, it was always going to be outward focused. Hmm. It was going to be about giving to others, about doing for others, about taking their gifts and skills and making the world a different place. And he further went on and said, how do you learn how to do that? Eudaimonic happiness. And this is where I think it really comes down um, to what we're going to do as humans. It comes down to the fact He believed that people with purpose were willing to strive toward their highest meaning and virtue. Now, let me put that in perspective. When you watch an Olympic runner strive, you can see the veins on their neck. And I think I think we've missed out on that. When did you wake up and really strive for something all in? Mm. Where your veins are about to bust out. And imagine striving toward meaning and virtue. And so what he is saying to us and to me and why I want to take seven minutes just to think about what would it mean to truly reach out to other people? These are the two takeaways, he said. He said, eudaimonic happiness, purpose, virtue, sharing, striving, thriving will lead to your highest human good. Mm -hmm. And if we want to lead to our highest human good, We have to step out of the noise and take a look at what is the totality of our life going to be. Think about that. 
What's the totality of life? And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. That's why our business is growing. I think I embodied a lot of that when I was in sales at Morgan Stanley and Merrill Lynch. I definitely was willing to strive. I got to a point at 43 where I was really successful, but it wasn't enough. I knew there was more. So I had to begin to seek it, to look for it, to read about it, to surround myself with people that were like-minded. And over the last, I won't say how many, actually, I'm 62 years old. You are not 62. No way. Just a day over 31. I am 62 years old. So it it has been this journey over the last couple of decades where I've I've, I've tried to wake up every day and say, today is what I have. And as a time management person, you can see that this is heart, body, mind, and soul. Every minute matters. Am I willing to take seven minutes to do the things, to think about them, to think about purpose, to wrap my entire life around the totality of what the end result is going to be? And here's kind of the, the last thing I'll say during, during this is that when we take that time to think, when we look at the totality of life, we are taking every day as our most valuable currency. We are recognizing that this is a resource that we have to invest our learning, our skills, our time into. Because if we don't, your listeners are going to blink their eyes and today's going to go by. Mm, That is so true. Or you're going to blink your eyes in a decade Decade. is going to go by. What we're talking about today matters. It makes a difference in people's lives, and it has made a difference in how I wake up, how I go to bed, and what I do every day. Awesome. Powerful stuff, Allison. Well said. Uh, Allison, thank you so much for coming on the show. Before we close out, though, let people know how they can connect with you. Sure. The 7-Minute Life, if you just type in 7 Minutes, Allison Lewis, you're going to find our work. You know, what we want to do is 7 Minutes is a great concept, but I'm a teacher. I hope you've seen that today. I want to bring concepts that people have never heard of. We take these ideas, put them into tangible tools Mm. so that every day people can learn how to step-by-step become more of that person they want to become. So they can find us at the7minutelife.com. Awesome. Thanks again. And thank you all so much for listening. You can dive deeper into this episode, get those links uh, that Allison mentioned, Seven Minute Life as well, over at staypaidpodcast.com. You can get the rest of the show notes and the video there. Also, if you enjoy this episode and want to show your support, head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review along with a comment. And the best way to show your support is to simply share this episode with a friend. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And you can find us on social media. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acre. Allison, thank you so much. I hope people listen to this message, but don't just hear it, but apply it. Um, because I think what happens to people is when they hear things like this, principled things, they just underestimate the value that it can do and the transformation it can have in your life. And you're witnessing three people that this type of stuff has transformed our lives. And I'm telling you as a testament for my own life, this stuff works, but you have to apply it. And I will tell the audience today, you're being fed a lie. The world is literally feeding you a lie. And the lie is right now, and this is why I think kids are suffering from this mental health crisis. The lie is that life is all about your happiness and your fulfillment. And what I mean by that is you're waking up constantly going, oh, I need the jets. I need to be an influencer. I need to be able to travel and do whatever I want. 
it all becomes about you. And what happens is it's self-destruction. This is why the Justin Bieber's, the Miley Cyrus's, the people of the world out there like that, when they make it to the top, what happens to them? They spiral out of control because you get to the top and you realize, wait, wait a second. That isn't what life's all about. True actual happiness comes from living your purpose. And the things like giving back to others is what causes that. How do you break that? Practice the seven minutes in the morning. Wake up and spend some time thinking. Wake up and spend some time clarifying. Wake up and spend some time making a plan. Wake up and spend some time prioritizing. And then most importantly, wake up and choose. Choose to act on that plan that you've created, that prioritization you've created, so you can actually have a successful life. Remember, the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 